Welcome to Soups On with Dr. Stephen Cook, Superintendent for Ben Lapine Schools. In every podcast, Dr. Cook is serving up the latest news about our schools. Tune in to stay informed about key topics and go behind the scenes to learn more about our great schools and community. Find all the Soups On podcasts at bls.fyi slash podcast. That's bls.fyi slash podcast. And now, here's Dr. Cook. Welcome to the Soup is On podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Cook, superintendent of Ben Lapine Schools. On the Soup is On podcast, we talk about all things public education, specifically as they relate to our Ben Lapine Schools and the greater community here in Central Oregon. This week, we are diving into the massive, outsized role our bus drivers and transportation department play in our schools. And I am very, very happy to welcome to our podcast, Kim Crabtree, the director of our transportation department. Kim, welcome. Thank you. Can you give us just a little bit about your background, maybe just a little bit of the history of you working for us in the district and how long you've been doing this work? So I came to the district about six years ago from the Valley. Uh, I've been in transportation, let's just say round numbers, 25 years which is a long time. Started out as a bus driver, actually job shared a route. So I only worked like an hour and a half a day when my kids were young. Um, And I just never got out. I enjoy working with the kids. I had the same route for 15 years. Uh, Just grew up with families. And as we say in transportation, I bleed yellow. That's what we do. So let's, uh, we're excited to be here to talk about just not just that last 18 months maybe, but even just the amount of work that our transportation goes through daily to get our kids to and from school, to get them back home in the evening and to do it in a safe fashion. When we talked with folks about the idea of driving a bus or working in our department, they think I could never do that. So what's it really like to drive something I don't know, 30 or 40 feet long and hauling upwards of 50 or 60 kids through our community. I I think initially it does sound really intimidating. Uh, The driving part actually ends up being like driving your car. I mean, we have such a great training staff that by the time you're, I don't know, I've been driving for maybe two months, you'll kind of forget about the driving part and then you're just driving like it's your vehicle, but you're managing your children and building relationships with your children. Um, we don't want you to have to really focus on the driving piece per se. Uh, we really want our focus on our children and keeping our students safe. So it's a bit of a challenge with Bend. You know, we have a lot of tourists. We have a lot of new people here. They don't know roads. They don't know where they're turning. So you have to really be aware. But I, I think driving's the easy part and it's, it's really fun. Really fun. One of the things that I, I learned after I came here, uh, in, new to me, is that in in Bend and in Lapine, to some extent, the road names change just sometimes in in mid stride. It's it's uh, a road with one name at one intersection, and then the name of the road changes at the other side of the intersection. How do we find? where our kids are on those routes? That's a good question. I have no idea why they're named like that because I, for the first time in 10 years, uh, have had to drive a route this year uh, just due to our staffing shortages. And I get confused on that. I'm not sure why the city changes these names. We have turn-by-turn directions for our drivers. We also allow a driver to pre-run the route, maybe in their own vehicle or in a district vehicle. 
Um, if they're a new driver to us, they ride along with the existing driver for a while. And there are some people here that know the roads in Bend like the back of their hand. Um, they've been doing it a long time. They've driven to it for us for 20, 30 years. Um, so we rely on their experience to get us around. So we're recording this um, just at the turn of the month, early November. Um, one of the reasons that we were excited to talk with you at this time of year is we're starting to see the weather change a little bit. And we know and recognize that uh, the weather is going to have a lot of impact on our transportation department, on our routes specifically, and whether or not we even have school. So with changing weather patterns and um, thinking about inclement weather, um, walk me through how we make these decisions and when it comes to closing or even delaying schools, both across the entire system. When we start talking about weather patterns uh, changing and inclement weather, we have to start thinking about what it might look like to close schools, delay schools, either across the entire district or even maybe just regionally. Um, walk me through a little bit of how, that's, that's one of the stressors in my life as superintendent, is the dreaded snow call. And it's, it seems like it's never easy, but you have such important roles to play in those decisions. Tell us about how that works. Well, we get up really early. We're on the road usually by 3 a.m. Uh, and it's myself and the assistant uh, supervisor here, uh, our supervisor in Lapine, and then usually my boss and we break up the town, split it out, and we drive the roads, you know, in our vehicles. We don't usually take a bus out there. We're just checking for impassable roads. We, we do have some roads that we have assigned snow stops to if the road gets too dicey for us to drive down or not enough snow is plowed and there's cars parked on every single corner of, of the road. But we're just checking to make sure that there is a safe path for us to get to kids um, and that the road is actually passable. We try to call that by 5 a.m. and I'm pretty sure you're gonna get a phone call about that time, about 4.35 and decide. Um, it's not often that we close. We can really get almost everywhere with our buses. They're very heavy. Every bus has automatic drop chains on them. So it's unusual for us to close. Tell us a little more about what a drop chain is. So a drop chain, the driver can be driving down the road and press a button on their dash and it drops down a wheel that has chunks of chain on the end and it spins underneath the inside dual as they're driving down the road. They can simply press that button, drive with it, press it, pulls it back up. So if they get to an area that doesn't have pavement, maybe a street that's more traveled, uh, that's bare, then they'll pull those chains back up. So it gives them a lot of traction anywhere in town. So we outfit all of our buses with that. Thank you. So I also understand folks can call in to a phone line or receive text messages with the news of what we're planning to do that day if there's likely to be a cancellation. How does that work? So you can sign up for BL Connect. Uh, the link is on the website underneath our transportation page. Uh, it also goes out on our Facebook page, uh, the district-wide Facebook page. It will be at the top reader uh, on our main district web page. You can sign up for the snow line, which is 541-323-SNOW. And there'll be a recording that we record early in the morning. I try to record it by about 4.30 in the morning if we are delaying or closing school. And then we also have the MyStop app, which we have about 8,000 families already signed up on that. Bus riders uh, can sign up for this application or their families can sign up for it. It's on their phone and we will send out a message through that if routes are delayed or school's closed. 
All right, so folks, you heard it here. If you're not on the MyStop app, you need to download that straight away and, and keep updated with what moves our transportation department is making regarding inclement weather in the region. So do we make updates on that every single day in the in the winter season or in the in the tougher time of year? Only if we're going to close or we're going moving to snow routes. Okay, so, so they just folks just need to check that if there's a question about whether or not the weather correct. is too bad. Correct. Um, so just as uh, you've been doing this director role now for some time, what do you think uh, people, our listeners, would be surprised to know and learn about our transportation department in general? Well, I, I pulled some numbers, and I thought it might be interesting for people to know. I'm always kind of surprised that in a, uh, I would say, regular school year, that our drivers drive about 1.2 million miles a year. That's a lot of miles we're putting on moving kids to and from school and athletics and activities and field trips. And that we transport about 12,000 students a day to our schools. That is such an amazing number of miles. And daily, we're moving that many kids around this community. And just the logistics of that is something to ponder. And I think people can uh, generally appreciate how big of an endeavor that is. So let's... Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the challenges in the last 18 months. Um, just, uh, well, first of all, let's recognize that your entire team has stepped above and beyond the the, the call of duty, if you will, uh, in just trying to provide services for our community. Even going all the way back to when we locked this whole system down, when we weren't sure what COVID was going to look like. Um, kind of let's talk about, my gosh, at the beginning we were, I think we were using transportation departments to get food to kids' homes, to get learning materials to kids' home to kids' homes, um, supporting remote learning through those kinds of factors. And, and walk us forward with all the shifts that you've had to manage over those last 18 months um, just to be able to help support the services we've been trying to provide. Well, you know, it's funny that you asked that today because as I was walking down the hall, I just heard a driver say, I never thought cleaning my bus would be better than another job that I did previously. And I thought, what is she talking about? Well, that our drivers, when we shut down originally, were out doing yard work and helping landscaping crews. And it was just kind of funny to hear that come back that they appreciated the work, um, but they're sure glad to be back driving the kids around and you know doing their regular jobs. But it's been a challenge, you know, for everybody. I think we, I'm really proud of our team for supporting the district the way they did. I know that some people's skills that they had that I was unaware of, so we have painters and all sorts of people that really helped out across the district, but they were ready to really jump back in and get kids. I mean, that's their passion is to get kids to them from school. So I think our drivers are really happy to be back. I think our office staff is happy that we are uh, finally kind of settled in. I think our routers rerouted the district three or four times over that period. And rerouting the district is usually a big summer project where we have 60, 75 days to do that. And we were doing it in a week's time for, you know, when proposing different scenarios that would work for the district. So it's been challenging, but as a team, they just step up to the plate every single time. And so I'm super proud of that. As you should be. I think that's part of what um, I wanted to, to at least hear from you. The, the amount of challenges this team has overcome over the last 18 months has been just such a, uh, almost an inspiration. So right now we're, we're kind of, uh, you know, school's not normal by any means. 
but it's the closest it's been to normal for quite some time. So what are the ch specific challenges that you're dealing with right now and how are we navigating those? So we still have the challenge like everybody does of lack of staff. And so we condensed routes. We normally ran 57 general education routes, for example, just in Bend, and we have that down to 46. So, I mean, we had to do that because we just didn't have the staff to do it. And even then, we don't even really have the 46. So the, the office staff is driving every day, and they work endless hours. And I'm constantly, about 5 o'clock, I'm like, go home. They're like, no, oh, no, I, I got to get this next kid on the bus. I'm like, it's time to go. You've been here for 12 hours. It's time to go. Um, so they're just a group that is really wants to pitch in and do the best we can. That being said, our service levels are not what they used to be. We just don't have the staff and the people to do it. I really hope at some point that we can quit saying no to people and say yes a lot more. We used to offer a lot of courtesy type rides and people that live just right on the edge of the non-transport zone and say, sure, you can jump on. But with the COVID restrictions and the shortage of staff, our buses are full and it's just not the service that we want to provide. So we've had to cancel routes. We've had to consolidate routes. We, we've had to stop some services that we've typically offered in the past. How has that added to the difficulty in the fact that we've got our mechanics and trainers oftentimes out on routes? So it, it makes what we normally would do in the office get set aside for a bit because our priority is getting kids to and from school best we can. And so that means somebody moves and they need a new bus stop and we normally could do that right then and there and maybe we're three, four days out or it, it might take us a week or so to get a, a new student on a bus, especially if we have to add a new stop. Even right now we're you know bouncing stuff around as sports, fall sports are ending. So a lot of kids that we haven't seen all of a sudden are coming onto the bus. So we're having to readjust. I think uh, last Friday we readjusted 19 routes just because of overloads of kids coming back into the school district or back from sports and it added too many kids to a bus. So it's a constant shift. Um, unfortunately, we're getting to those not as quickly as we would like to. So just out of curiosity, what is your favorite uh, memory or funniest experience while doing this work? I think a funny memory, this is a really old memory, is when I was a driver and uh, I started this job a long time ago and, and um, I was driving while I was still pregnant with my child and I was so pregnant that I had to switch buses. I could no longer reach the steering wheel and the gas pedal at the same time. I mean, I just <laughs> always remember that and of course everybody's documented it with photos from way back when. but. That's a long time memory. I think my favorite memory in my time being here with Ben Lapine is the compassion that our drivers have for some of our students that they see that are struggling. I mean, we really get to have eyes on kids on where they're at at that, that moment. And um, we had a mom that we knew was carrying her child to and from the bus, a special needs child, because she didn't have a ramp on her home. And uh, one of our drivers observed that and found funds to build her a ramp. We had a student last week that had a tragedy in their family, and our drivers put a bucket out there, and there was so much money in there contributing to buy, you know, something that would make this child happy for him. And I just, I love that they are so embedded in their students' lives and the kids that they're transporting. So in my short time here, I've been out here a few times and met with the drivers, and it strikes me that they're a tight-knit 
group and that they they enjoy uh, each other's company and they get a moment where they can check in, grab a cup of coffee, whatever. Mm-hmm. What do we do to expand that population? I mean, we would love to have more drivers. How do we reach out to our community and uh, tell tell us what we need to do to get more drivers, get more people interested. Is this something that uh, somebody off the street could could do? Do they have to be trained? What are some of those expectations? I think anybody can do it if they have a compassion for working with students because we can teach anybody to drive a school bus. That is really not as challenging as it appears to be. They're pretty automated anymore and they're like driving a car. So I think if you want to work with children and want to work with a great diverse group of people we have that here i mean we have doctors that work here we have engineers that work here we have young moms that need part-time work working here it's just a great group of people that want to get back to their community want to be involved in the school district and we take you from a regular driver's license all the way through to your CDL. It's all paid training. Uh, we spend time with you. Uh, we help you study for your tests at DMV. We are DMV testers ourselves for the actual road tests. So it all is done in-house here. So it just takes somebody who really wants to work with children and uh, we've got a great spot for you. So we, you heard it, heard it here folks, um, we are actively seeking drivers and would love to have you join our team. and. If you think you might be interested, um, we'll take care of the details. We just need you to get in there, express some interest, go to our webpage, and uh, and seek on how to, to apply for a bus driving position. If you have questions you'd like to know, um, further information, what how would they reach out to you, Kim? What's the easiest way to get in contact with us to ask those questions so that they know and understand what they'd be signing up for? I think they can just call our main line, which is 541-355-5700. Anybody who answers that line can probably answer most of their questions. Um, or I'm happy to talk to them, submit an application online, we interview, and just come in and chat about it, and we'll see if it's a good fit, if it looks like it would fit your schedule and you'd like to be a bus driver. Okay, Kim, we've got one last question I want to ask, and it's the, the we're throwing out a new uh, question that we're going to ask in every podcast, and that is just simply this, to finish out, what is it that you're hopeful for uh, as director of transportation here in the school district? Um, what is it that's going to be out there uh, on the horizon for you that provides you hope as we start to maybe come out of this pandemic and uh, some of the challenges start to subside a little bit? Well, what I'm, I'm seeing happen is that our drivers, um, as we are the first and last people that, that see our students, is that we're really building relationships with our students and students that are struggling and then we're offering compassion and guidance and help to a student and drivers come in and ask questions of us of, you know, how can I help this student? I I think it's important that we move that direction, providing whatever support we can to help students. We've seen great strides just in our pupil management and in helping pupil management on the bus. As you can imagine, with 84 kids on a bus, it can get a little rambunctious at times. But giving our drivers the skills and working with uh, coaches from the schools on helping kids and getting them to and from school safely and helping with any other needs that they might have that we can possibly help with. All right, folks, you heard it here from our amazing Director of Transportation, Kim Crabtree. Um, If something like this interests you, either 
come up, uh, fill out an application with us or give somebody a call and let them know that uh, we're taking we're taking on anybody right now that'd be like willing to give this a consideration. I just want to thank our guest, Kim, and uh, thank for her expertise and how uh, she manages getting 12,000 students every day to school and her team and their fantastic work under amazing challenges over the last 18 months. And uh, it's just awesome to have her as a part of the team and we're very grateful for this department. All right, folks, this is uh, it for today. I want to uh, remind you that we have this podcast in Ben Lapine Schools. If you're pleased with the work we are doing on these podcasts, please remember to subscribe on your podcast provider. Share them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Additionally, if there are topics you'd like us to tackle, please send us a note at podcast at bend.k12.or.us. Also, please let us know your thoughts. We are always grateful for the feedback. Thanks for listening to The Soup is On, and please remember to always support public education. You've been listening to Soup's On with Dr. Stephen Cook, Superintendent for Ben Lapine Schools. Find more episodes at bls.fyi slash podcast. If you have a topic you'd like to suggest, email us at podcast at ben.k12.or.us. Thanks for listening.